Hi everyone, this is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And I am super excited today to have Colin Gage on the show. Colin is with Presight Ventures and um, really interesting take in the VC world that they have. And Colin's gonna share about his experiences um, most fascinating part of Colin is I love his name. It's a superhero sounding name. So Colin, thanks to your parents for <laughs> naming you Colin Gage. Um, no, all kidding aside, welcome to the show and, uh, great to have you on. Thank you, Anthony. I, I'm, I'm blushing. I, I appreciate the name, uh, <laughs> the, the name call out. That, that's, that's beautiful. Um, I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Great, great. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks, Colin. And, uh, I think most importantly, you know, um, Tell us about you. Tell us about your origin story, you know, the series of events or circumstances or, you know, mindset changes along the way that has led you to where you're at today. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, overall, my concern, my, my interest in health probably started at a young age. My mom was um, an anesthesiologist while I was growing up. My dad was in corporate real estate and corporate real estate never really had interest to me. But when my mom would go through the stories of, of uh, various patients coming in and into the emergency room and then why I wasn't able to ride motorcycles growing up because of all the gruesome accidents, it's, um, it, it, always, it always sparked my interest in, in helping others. So uh, basically through, through that, uh, it's, it's, it's led um, through a, an odd series of events of, of founding Presight. So um, we're, we're excited to get, get started and uh, we're heavily focused in, 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 in biotech, among other things, but still relatively sector agnostic. So, yeah, um, it all, it, I'd say it all stemmed from my mom. Colin, um, tell us a little bit about biotech and your passions for biotech. Um, Presites thesis. What has you guys excited? What has you excited in the biotech world? Yeah, I mean, my my real interest in, in, in biotech was initiated through a really good friend of mine who wrote his thesis on the intersection of machine learning and biology in the late eighties. So, um, it. I, I, that was before uh, machine learning, artificial intelligence were really, uh, really even key terms because we just didn't have the compute power to make it all happen. So that that, that really sparked my interest. And, and then um, now that we more so have, have the compute power to make a lot of the imaging techniques possible um, and automating technologies possible. Uh, yeah, I, so Colin, tell us a little bit about biotech you know what it, what is biotech what are you guys uh what have you guys invested in what are what what themes in biotech have you excited if you can speak a little bit about that yeah definitely so i mean Presight is is brand new uh we really just set up the fund in january 31st of this year so we're still in our infancy um we have a heavy focus on on co-investing along top tier venture capital uh firms individual investors in silicon valley and I mean, we're, we're primarily focused on the intersection of machine learning, artificial intelligence and health sciences. So anything from imaging um, to gut health to radiology techniques to gene, gene therapy, um, it's all it's all of interest to us. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's exciting time. And 
Um, it feels like, you know, all the comic book science and, um, you know, the future is like we're, we're living in the future. And yeah, you know, gut health and right. um, machine learning predictions. Um, tell us a little bit about maybe, you know, one of the companies that you guys have invested in, in the biotech space, maybe, um, or maybe the theme that you invested in with them or a theme that you're looking to, you know, invest further, or maybe one that you're working on. Um, love to understand and unpack that, uh, a little bit more. Yeah. So I, something that's really interesting to, to, to me personally is any sort of device, utilizing CRISPR or like technologies. I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by anything that can go in and target different um, proteins and then remove those or filter them out. So, so one, one example of a company that we, we recently invested in is, um, is Unclear Therapies. And, and basically what they're doing, um, they're developing a, a device-based system uh, to halt the progression of neurodegenerative diseases. It's pretty cool. It, it's similar... When I, when I talk to the founders, uh, they describe it as almost like a um, almost like a, a filtration system that's placed in the body that is able to remove toxic proteins, um, basically known to drive pathology. And so it, it's it's interesting in that they're combining hardware with uh, with with bio software in order to prevent diseases such as ALS and Parkinson's. And it's been really, really successful. So um, basically, I mean, it's really early stages, really early um, in the game, but I think this is something that would be really, really interesting uh, given that neurodegenerative diseases are becoming more and more prevalent in today's, uh, today's population. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm right there with you and um, you know, obviously in this field, what's really fascinating to me is um, we have the opportunity, right, with, with different technologies in health to really change the way the human body works, maybe even jump evolution loops um, organically and non-organically, um, you know, and that's obviously been started all the way since like penicillin was invented, right? And now there's, we're dealing with the aftermath of the 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 negative sides of that being invented obviously so many lives so much you know positive elements that have occurred from like just penicillin in itself can you speak into like what how should people how should investors community populations be thinking about the ethical side of you know whether to do something or not i think you probably saw yesterday right a second hiv patient was was actually cured and um and so Maybe you can speak to, you know, the ethical side and how do we know as a society if we're doing the right things, you know, at, at the right time in these types of bi new biotech type, you know, uh, technologies. Yeah, I mean, th this is this is something that that I'm asked about pretty frequently from friends and family. Um, it, it's 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 very interesting. There, there, there are two points that, that I want to hit on and I want to make sure I don't miss them. Um, the, the first being the bias that that has a basically been found among the machine learning models and, and healthcare specifically due to the data they're being fed. Uh, I, I think as far as ethics go, that's something, that's a problem that needs to be solved at the base. Uh, if, if these machine learning models are, are being fed data that is biased towards any sort of gender or race, anything of that nature, 
then you're going to get you're going to get unintended results, and that can be pretty nasty in, in healthcare. And then the second one is probably the misunderstanding or, or, or possible fabrication of, of what the future of AI may look like, especially in regards to, to healthcare. And, and a lot of this has has, has ties to to uh, interesting concepts like like Neuralink, for example. I'm sure everyone listening is, is familiar with what they're doing and basically uh, combining humans and machines in, in a way to make us uh, make us more like transformers, but not transformers in the fact that we're going to take over and in the world. Um, I think I'm optimistic on, on, on the role that artificial intelligence will play in, in biotech. I, I, I can only see a positive and I can only see us trending towards this uh, positive for the last millennia. I mean, we've only been developing technologies to further ourselves and to further our experiences in the digital age. And if we can become more like transformers in a way, not, I mean, not, not transformers, but more like, um, what are the, Anthony, help me here. What, what, what are they called in, 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 uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies? Oh, um, what are the names of the machines? Do you remember? Oh, like the Terminators? Terminators, uh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> if, if, we can, if we can become like Terminators, but not violent uh, through what we're doing in, in, in neural implants and right. uh, prosthetics, then I, I think that's, that's extremely positive. I, I, I wouldn't view right. it. People have a tendency to fabricate the future as if it's going to be negative. But really, when you look at, when you look at the most intelligent people on the planet, they're almost never going to be the ones planning the negative future. They're, it's usually right. it's usually the most unintelligent people that are, are out to get the rest of the world because of it could be a number of things, whatever's happened in their past, so on and so forth. Um, so I'm optimistic that with intelligence comes ethics. And uh, right. I, I don't think there's right. anyone like like Dr. Evil out there, for for example, to, to quote uh, the throw in Austin Powers. <laughs> Um, that, that, that's going. That's going to bring the demise of the world through the combination of uh, healthcare and machine learning. Right, right. Yeah, you know, there's the, the the health, the machine learning. You know, the predictions element. You know, better precision of you know doing the right thing at the right time from a care perspective. And I, and I agree. You know, I, I I mean, I'm like you. I I grew up with like Transformers geeking out on the concept. And, um, you know, there's a lot of dimensions here that I don't think a lot of people are really drawing attention to. It's almost like there's a there's definitely a stigmatization of talking about what our bodies should act and look like and truly biologically be like 100 years from now, a thousand and ten thousand or a hundred thousand. And then it's almost like you got to converge that mindset too. with at what point in time. Um, do we surpass being on this planet or need to get off the planet, you know, and no one's really talking about that. I think there's some, some interesting companies, um, you know, obviously, you know, you got SpaceX, you got Blue Origin, you yep. got Neuralink, right? Um, yep. Musk, other company, super fascinating stuff. And, you know, I do f- feel like collectively as a society, like we need to start coming up with some sort of blueprint of, you know, body design right biological human humanity design if we want to stay on the planet and the different scenarios of what we need to do if we need to get off the planet and obviously the bodies that we have in place today 
um, may not be well situated on, on that. So um, there wasn't a question there. I'm just like thinking, geeking out, thinking out loud. No, here. I totally agree. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll geek out alongside you there. Um, I I think that people, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like to generalize, so I, so I won't so right. speak for myself. But right, I, I, I sometimes find myself having the view of the world as being lost, lost in time. And, and, and what I mean by that is we, we've come so far from what we were originally designed to do over, over mm-hmm. millennia. I mean, our, our bodies were never meant to go to space. They were never meant to go through multiple, multiple G forces. Um, and so technology has, has really changed us from a biological point of view to the extent that our current selves would never would never even rec- recognize our Neolithic self. So, I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm of the mindset that, that rather than than fight it, I, why not embrace uh, the future of the combination of, of right. like I said, any any sort of technology and biology. I, I think it would only lead to to positives. I mean, for for example, right. I one fantastic book that I would recommend anyone listening. Uh, reads is, is Kai Fu Lee's AI superpowers. It's um, mm-hmm. he, he paints an, an interesting picture and, and, and talks really optimistically about artificial intelligence um, by saying that the future the future of artificial intelligence is ultimately going to enable us as a society, not disable us as a society. And I, I don't want to get too far away from from um, biology here because I know that's the and healthcare because I know it's the root of this podcast, but. I think it all ties together. Um, humans aren't, aren't in, in, in my mind, aren't aren't reaching their their max capacity. Aren't aren't doing everything they can to be their optimal selves. I mean, when, when we're stuck right. in in nine to five jobs where we were never designed to be in a sedentary position for uh, for multiple hours to sometimes ten plus hours during the day, uh, doing terrible work that isn't useful in any way to uh furthering the human race then that's that's not that's not good for for humans as a genius in general so um i'd rather i'd rather have artificial intelligence in disable those positions and automate those positions which may or may not hurt in the short term but ultimately for the success of humans as as a civilization i i think it's going to be positive uh, I, I think this will introduce the opening for us to do more meaningful work in the future as opposed right. to just doing operationally based jobs that um, no offense because I've, I've done them in the past as well um, that, that, that don't really drive us as, 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 a, as, as a civilization. Right. Right. Yeah. And it, it, you know, it almost feels like too, that there's, there's a lot of functions uh, to coordinate these things, right? It's almost like you have some, and that, I think that's how the way you and I know that's how innovation starts, right? You have these like great corporations that not necessarily go rogue, but they, they take enough bravery to invest in things that look rogue, but they're really investing in the future. But then they're eventually going to get hit up with government regulations, the ethical, the non-unification of ethical side of really you know, like a standard, like, you know, it feels like there's a lot of elements that need, there's like almost like a United Nations type function that needs to say, all right, cool, we're on track for, um, you know, human being design (laughs) for the next hundred years. And we've invested, you know, we're promoting these sciences. These are the ones that are kind of, 
you know, taboo right now, but we're doing these. Like, doesn't it feel like, what do you think about the others, aside from the companies actually innovating, the startups that are coming out that you guys are investing in, that you guys are looking in, like what other functions on a governmental society need to be in place to really make sure that we're, we're marching towards, um, you know, deliberate design of how we should be, you know, being as human beings. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, I'll, I'll take this question maybe, maybe in, um, maybe sure. in, in, in a different direction. We're, we're, sure. we're looking a lot of what, what's interesting out there is, is the developments in alternative medicines. And, and I'm not, I'm not going to get on here and start, um, preaching reefer madness by any means, but I, I mean, I, I think cannabis has some interesting applications in, in a way, but I'm more interested in, in, um, in synthetic psilocybin treatments and ketamine treatments, um, mm-hmm. maybe even LSD in certain cases, uh, in, in mm-hmm. micro doses. I, I, I think, I think that the world and the government, or I think that the government in, in regard to ethics needs to seriously re- reevaluate what, what's happening in, um, in the pharmaceutical industry. So I, I'm, I'm not so, I, I, I think we have a bit of time before that they really dive into artificial intelligence applications, machine learning applications in regard to biology and um, mm-hmm. synthetics in regard to biology. But, but I think right now on the front lines, uh, over the over the next five or so years, there there will be a lot of interest in alternative medicine applications as opposed to what's been going on uh, with the opioid crisis. I mean, it's clearly not right. not working. What what we're working with, what what's happening right now in the pharmaceutical industry, uh, given the vast array of things from um, overpriced drug therapies to uh, to just the addictive uh, the addictive behaviors. Um, mm-hmm. kind of evoked from these these terrible drugs. And so on the front lines of ethics and, and, and government regulation, I, I think that that would be an interesting concept to dive into more and more as the therapeutic yeah. uses become more and more uh, prevalent and, and applicable to, to us as a society. Mm-hmm. No, it is, it's super powerful. And, and, you know, obviously there's no clear answer and I appreciate you, you know, trying to tackle it. And it's just kind of good to jam out with you and, and, and kind of think of all these different scenarios. Uh, like someone needs to, right? Not someone, I'm sure like, right. you know, as we speak, like probably 5,000 people are, are talking about the same thing around the planet, but, yeah. you know, orchestrating the right functions to collaborate, to manifest the right, you know, series of events to make these things happen is, is, is super fascinating. Um, you know, it feels like this is a whole, you know, probably Netflix season one <laughs> on itself. But um, um, so, Colin, um, you're correct me if I'm wrong. You're focused on data science right now at Harvard University for your master's degree. You, you've um, your volunteer, your undergrad was in finance and economics um, from. A, so we, we talked about the macro the macro side of health and what preside and what you're focused on, what you're passionate about. Tell us on a personal basis, like about health, like maybe your health, things that you're doing that you have found to be very uh, beneficial just for your just for yourself. Like, tell us about your day in the life um, and, and full confession. You know, I'm weak in the knees for different flavored Kit Kats and Oreos <laughs> from time to time, but I haven't eaten carbs today. I've been in keto for about 13 days here and um, I don't I don't drink. Um, I work out. I lift. 
Uh, my back's hurting a little bit, so I've been doing a stand-up desk. But again, you know, weak in the knees for for sweets every every now and then. Um, but I, I, I tr- truth be told, I may, uh, you know, go see Captain Marvel on Friday and get a big <laughs> bag of Kit Kats just to break my keto. But tell us about you, Colin. <laughs> tell us about your health habits that you're excited about. No, I appreciate that. I mean, I I, um, I, I often apply. I think in regard to weaknesses, I, 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 I apply more of a, a 90-10 rule. I'll be, I'll be relatively good by my standards, 90% of the time, 10% of the time. I don't care. But uh, a day in the life for me, I, I think I, I've, I've always, um, probably since sophomore year of college, my friends and family have, have been a bit bewildered by my health habits, um, my eating habits. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked this because I like talking about it, but maybe they don't like listening to me talk about it anymore. Um, I, I think th- there's not enough importance put on our gut. I mean, mm-hmm. I truly believe that, that it is the second brain of the body. It's been shown multiple times to have um, neural connections, just, just like our brain. Um, mm-hmm. And so... I want to put a lot of importance on, on things like things like kombucha, for instance, kimchi, mm-hmm. anything fermented. I, I eat a, a lot of that. I, I mean, I, I, um, I, I have a very, I guess, Korean based uh, vegetable diet in, in regard to kimchi mm-hmm. and, and, and other combinations that they implement. And, and I love it. it. It's fantastic. So, I mean, a day in the life for me, I'm usually up. Um, I'm up relatively early. I, I follow the, the Ben Franklin uh, mindset, early to bed, early to rise. And mm-hmm. uh, so I'm up about 5 a.m. and then I'll, I'll work out right away um, with, with a good friend of mine. And then I, I think that's the most positive start to your day. If you, if, if you can start your day with, with releasing um, re- releasing positive hormones, re- releasing, um, forgetting the term right now for the... Uh, the brain endorphins, endorphins yeah. the, the good endorphins. Yeah. Yeah. Re- yeah. Releasing endorphins. Amen. Then it, it set, kind of sets the tone for me. And then from there, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very paleo based. So I, I, I have, I've been blessed with an incredibly fast metabolism. So I, I can eat um, more, more carbs as you met, as you mentioned, you're in, you're in ketosis and I, I've done that in the past, but I shed weight rapidly, which is a very right. uh, hard first class problem to deal with. But, um, I, I, uh, I eat lots of, lots of sweet potato, um, mm. some rice sometimes, things like that. But my, I mean, my personal health beliefs are, 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 are very ancient, I guess I'll put it that way. Very, very archaic and, and, and paleolithic. I, I, I think that we've strayed too far from our roots and our bodies haven't gotten the chance to adjust to our newfound standard American diet. And I, I'm not right. sure, I'm not sure if they ever will. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm personally, I, I've talked to uh, many farmers about this, given, given um, my family's extensive background in Ohio. They, they, uh, and, and being raised on, on a, I guess you can call it a gentleman's farm, um, about about organic versus non-organic and GMO versus right. non-GMO. And of course, the farmers have mostly advocated. I'd say 80 percent advocated. Uh, for GMO-based products, and, and said that organic versus non-organic is all um, a, a fad, and, and it's just not true. Um, my personal beliefs are, are that it, it all matters. I, I, I think quality of food is is one of the 
uh, one of the most optimal things a human can do for their individual health. It, it's why not? I, I go back and forth with my dad on this, not to get personal, but why not invest more in, in your quality of food, quality of life, and, and therefore get more out of yourself at, at, as a machine than, mm-hmm. than not? And, and so, it, I mean, it just makes more sense to me. It's proven that the human body functions better when, when you're putting high ethanol fuel in it as opposed to uh, sludgy downgrade oil. So um, <laughs> why, why not go about that? I, I mean, a, a great example of this is, is one that I always go back to is, is when Jeff Bezos of Amazon is always describing his um, his diet early on of, of eating of basically eating like uh, cinnamon rolls or something like that. He would go down and, and make those. Junk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he would basically make a big tray of, of, of cinnamon rolls every, every day and eat that throughout the day with icing and all. And um, those are the early days of Amazon. And, and, and then you look at the, the hockey stick-like curve, and, and, and I'm not sure if you can really accurately contribute any of this to diet, but if you look at Jeff Bezos now, I mean, the guy seems to have aged backwards. He, he's absolutely ripped and looks like he's in incredible uh, incredible shape. He's, he's as sharp as... as um, anyone I've ever heard speak in my life. So, right. I, I mean, I think, I think diet over time, diet and to get into a little bit of what Ariana Huffington preaches, sleep are, are, are two of the most vital functions in the body. So I, I, I really, this is a long answer to your question, but I really do prioritize um, sleep and, and nutrition a, a, among all else and, and then low impact exercise to the best of my ability. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm young, but I um I still I still don't want to deteriorate and and, and be on crutches at, at age fifty. So right um, right all, those those three things are are extremely important to me. I and like you said, I I think alcohol is is for whatever reason uh, not not looked at in society by society in, in the correct way. I mean, it it truly has been proven to to just be um, a, a poison, like to, to every part of to every part of your body, and I have no people. I, I have no problem with people who enjoy drinking. Obviously, I, I'm, so I'm not. I'm not shaming anyone. But personally, it, it's just I know that if I have a drink or too many, I, I feel it the next day without a doubt. I mean, there's. Right. I am not performing right. to an optimal level, and and every single day I want to perform to an optimal level and continuously get better. So. If it's not, as as Elon Musk just said, and recently in that Joe Rogan interview, he, he doesn't he doesn't do anything that's going to um, inhibit his his performance, and so that's why he's never really got into marijuana, other than obviously on the show he didn't exemplify that. But um, <laughs> that that just makes more it makes more sense to me exactly as how as, as right. how he put it. Why not put in the best inputs to get the, the, the most optimal outputs. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's awesome, Colin. I appreciate it. I, I, you know, we echo the same philosophies for sure. Um, I have not, I've eaten kimchi once and I need to put that back on my whole foods uh, or my Instacart order. So you're, you're inspiring me here. I've got sauerkraut and I've been doing that. There you go. Our office here, not to brag, but we do have kombucha on tap and <laughs> but we've got the one that has a lot of sugar in it. Um, I'm really bad with sugar. And so, um, when I started, when, when, when I started, uh, the decision to start health hero in 2015, um, 
sugar was one of the things I said I was going to try and cut out the most as possible just because I'm really bad with that. I have diabetes in my family. I'm Puerto Rican. I just got a lot of that in my family. And the alcohol <laughs> and the way that that sugar affects me, I really had to, I was like, you know, and I had quit drinking before. I, I, didn't, I, I was blessed to not have a problem with it. But to, to be very authentic with you, I was like, you know what? These are the things the things that as a startup founder, like are not going to serve me. Right. And, and how do I quit them other than I just like one day I was like, I'm going to stop drinking this week. I'm then it's like a month. And then I think it's, I don't even, I lost count, which is good. Right. I haven't drank like in like eight years. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I'll sniff a good glass of wine and remember what it's like, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to drink it mainly for the sugar though. And I, I get you on the fogginess though, but you know, Ben Franklin wise, he used to do the same thing, right? On a sheet of paper and write right. the reasons for doing something on the left and the reasons for doing something on the right. And it's like, right. I did that with drinking. I'm like, okay, what are the superpowers you gain from drinking? <laughs> and then if you really think about it, you're just like, okay, great. Euphoria, good time with friends. Da, 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 da. And then you write on the, the what are the superpowers you gain from not drinking? Well, you can drive at night without feeling guilty, right? You can <laughs> drive your friends around and get them home. You get this energy, no fogginess, you know, right. 300% reduction on weekly headaches and migraines. Um, and then I, I started looking at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, so many reasons. Now humanity gets in the way. Um, all kidding aside, Colin, what you're mentioning though, there's a core element of this is like the benefits are there. You and I experience the benefits. Again, I'm weak in the knees for Kit Kats and Oreos from time to time. But um, self-control, right? We were, I had Dignity Health on the show last yeah. week and the head of behavioral health, which you and I know, Dignity Health, like, you know, really influences, yeah. um, you know, American healthcare in a, a super positive way. And it was this concept of, you know, self-control. And do you have any thoughts and along the lines, and I know I want to be sensitive to time here, but do you have any thoughts about in your vision of the future, of health, how does self-control in biotech, is there something there, there's some sort of intersection? Because, you know, the side of it too, is if you can get, turn on a switch in your body that gets yourself out of the way and, and reduces the probability of, of you know, breaching one's own, you know, reasonable parameters for self-control, like why not have a switch there, right? Or not, who knows, right? And so it's, it's, it's debatable, right? But anyway, any, not to get too meta, but ha any thoughts on that, Colin? No, it's fine. It's a great question. Yeah, I, I, I think about this often. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big advocate of, of hormonal testing overall, just to understand how your body is, is, is running itself and how the inner, inner wiring is working. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty optimistic that there, in the not too distant future, the, there, there will be an effective way to, to simply shut off or um, uh, at least reduce the amount of ghrelin released in the body. And, and, and for those of you listening, mm -hmm. uh, that, that's the hunger hormone. And, and so I think in morbidly obese people, uh, people that just clearly do not have self-control or on the opposite end of the spectrum, um, people suffering from uh, bulimia or anorexia, I, I think it would be ideal if, if we were able to effectively regulate the amount of ghrelin reduced. And, and that way, uh, people could either be more hungry or uh, less hungry. They, they would know when to walk away from the table. I mean, if if if, if there were a way to to do that, um, and and I guess that would lead to obviously more self control. I, I think that's the most um, on uh, I guess unobtrusive way to go about it, other, other right. than implementing some sort of uh, who knows. I mean. Uh, some link into into your brain, such as like for example, 
again, something Neuralink would be doing with implant, implants. We're saying, um, you know, disable the uh, disable this part of the brain temporarily. The self-destruct yeah. part in the brain. <laughs> so, for example, like my, my weakness is is pumpkin pie. But I, I'm a fall mm. baby, and for whatever reason, I, I, I love pumpkin pie and, and, and carrot cake. Two very random desserts, but uh, can't get enough of them. I've been known to eat entire pies and, and cakes in a sitting, but that's, that's besides the point. I don't want to gross everyone out. But um, if there, yeah, so if there were a way to effectively regulate hormones and and even possibly in the future with with neural implants, go about that. I I think that's that's a good way to do it. I'm I'm just I'm very conscious of of how weary people are to have anything external in their body, and so so that, that mm-hmm. that's why. That's why you can kind of walk on a very delicate tightrope. So, so for example, I, th- I think some of the work that's really interesting that's being done is, is by a company uh, that, I'll, that I'll shout out that that I, we, we haven't personally invested in at all, but they're called Halo Neuro. And basically what they're doing, I'm not sure if you um, heard of them at all, but they're, they, they've developed a, a, a headset that is able to stimulate certain parts of the brain to um, multiply the learning curve at, at, at a faster rate. So you're, you're, you're basically able to uh, biomechanically move faster up the learning curve than otherwise would have been able without this, this headset. And uh, it's through neural stimulation, uh, but so like changing the neuroplasty to, 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 to yeah. increase the pace of learning yeah, kind of, yeah. or something like that, from right? What, from what I understand it, re, re, kind of changing the neuroplasticity of, of the brain in order, yeah, exactly, to, to, to speed up the learning curve of certain biomechanical functions. So uh, it's been used in, in a few athletes or, or a lot of athletic teams, actually. A friend of mine who was going to... Uh, or who was trying out for a lot of NFL teams, used the product himself, and, and it was just short term. But he said he said he liked it. I mean, he said um, from his experience, it, it was it was very positive. But again, I mean, it's 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 tough to study the, the, these sorts of things um, accurately and, and and get the data on bias. But some of the studies that they've released, I would encourage everyone to go and check it out. Have, have been really, really interesting. And, and they seem to have done some really good double blind studies that have proven without bias for this to be effective. So, um, that, that's another, uh, that's another concept that is interesting to me and, and, and not, not obtrusive, um, and not, not doesn't need to be implemented internally. Yeah, no, it's, it's super fascinating. And I thought there was an article I think I saw on LinkedIn, um, someone at, I think Facebook, or I forget who posted it, but about Stephen Curry, um, you know, and other athletes, you know, tending to this, um, you know, this type of, I don't know if it was this product or not, but I'll have to research it a little bit, but, um, yeah, it it is interesting, right. You know, how you could affect the the brain externally and then obviously not, you know, doing so in a safe way. Cause obviously, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, use one of these technologies and then I have a mini stroke and then my wife is like reaming me out about it, <laughs> you know, uh, nothing makes us a, a significant other more, more upset than, than like a mini stroke, right. And doing something you're not supposed to do. But, um, of course. You know, but all kidding aside, yeah, it's fascinating. Um, the halo technology, this, this company and technologies like this, 
um, along your, your, your previous thought too, on like, you know, designing the body and turning different levels and hormonal sides off, you know, I think <laughs> all kidding aside, I mean, or, 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 or kidding to be said, uh, I think one of the most underrated superpowers of Captain America and Superman is, is their ability to be able to eat many, many pies in one <laughs> sitting and nothing happened, uh, which, I envy which, that. which would be <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. That's, I'm, I, that is the most under, under appreciated. I think superpower <laughs> of these, of these superheroes is like, you know, you can literally get a tub of Ben and Jerry's, uh, you can get a bunch of, or, you know, multi-flavored, um, Japanese flavored Kit Kats and Oreos and, uh, go to town and then still fight crime. Exactly. But, no, just, um, just like, uh, just like flash. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all team Marvel, but, but, uh, but flash right. and, and that, that was, that was cracking me up when he talks about his food eating habits, given that he burns such an insurmountable amount of calories. I don't know if you guys uh, uh-huh. are familiar with the movie, but I'm, I'm, I'm big into superheroes. So I'm glad to keep bringing them up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, the flash show. I mean, I, I geek out about, it. I I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a founder. Right. And so, you know, this you know, probably other investors are going to hear this show. And so I, I can't be saying I sit around Netflix watching, you know, you know, season two, three of the flash, but truth be told, I'll do, I'll do, I'll do episode, um, you know, rewatches or, or, you know, like recaps, like, uh, I forget the guy's name. Um, um, uh, oh, I forget, but it's one of those YouTube channels, but I try and, you know, do the recap shows, but the flash is an interesting mythos. And, and, yeah. um, it, it is, it, it is essentially, you know, if you have the right metabolism, you know, what well, could you eat the right thing? Sounds like you have that and you're blessed with that. I'm a little bit blessed with that too, but as I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I'm not going to date myself here and say my age, but yeah, as you get a little bit older, you know, you start to really find out that, you know, your insulin, you're a little bit more insulin sensitive yeah. and, you know, you, you can't really eat that pie and then, and then go fight crime, you know? And so, um, but no, uh, Colin, this is great. I apologize if we went over, I can geek out with you uh, all day long and I'm sure we can Not trade a lot yeah. of thoughts, but I think a couple of recaps, super fascinating what Presight's doing. Awesome what you're focused on and it's great to hear your passions, your story, your origin story. Uh, and also thank you for sharing your vision of the future. I think we share a very similar one. A lot of people in Silicon Valley, a lot of people in New York, a lot of people all over the world that are interested in this biotech and health space do share these these philosophies. So hopefully we can draw upon these right conversations to start collating, you know, what what should be our, our collective society mindset on what we should be doing and what we should be investing in for the betterment of humanity. Um, uh, Colin, what is a good way for our listeners to get a hold of you if they'd like to engage with you? Uh, you know, you know I, I'm, I, am, I am the most recluse person uh, in the world when it, when it comes <laughs> to social media for, for, for whatever reason, I'm just, just not, not in the game. I mean, I've tried, tried to get onto Twitter many times, but just don't find myself using it enough. And I, I think it's a fantastic right. app, but I, I just personally, I'm, I'm always a bit out of the world. So, um, I'd say, I'd, I'd say LinkedIn, I, I check that most, um, most frequently. And, and, uh, other than that, the, you can, also check out Presite's uh, website, website, just presite.vc. Uh, there's not much there right now because, as I said, we're, we're really in the embryonic stages still of, of the fund, just, just starting January 31st. So um, expect more in the future, and, and we'll, we'll obviously build that out once it becomes uh, more appropriate. But I'd say just 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 if anyone wants to get in touch, find me on LinkedIn, and, and we can talk further. I, I appreciate you having me on, Anthony. This has been great. Yeah. 
No, awesome, Colin. Yeah, no, really appreciate it. We'll have to have you on too. And I think that's exciting. Like beginnings are, are super awesome. Uh, and so with Presight, you know, as you go throughout the year, deploy capital, look at different, you know, you know, areas and, and further invest. Great to have you on kind of like, you know, mid or later on this year to kind of recap, um, you know, where, where you're, um, you know, where you're voting with your dollars, you know, and that, that'd be awesome just to kind of hear and play back. Um, Colin, thanks again for being on the show. Um, to our listeners out there, again, this is the Pop Health Show. This is for people that are passionate about health. This is for people that are passionate about making other people healthier in this world and have a strong vision of health for the future. Thanks so much. And again, Colin, thanks, thanks so much. Bye.